But here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away. Hello, my lovely friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian. Joining us, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. Greetings, Starfighter. (laughs) Uh, Sadly, our co-host, Julie, was volunteered for something today and sadly can't join us, but we do have your co-host, Thorsten. Hello, hello. And your co-host, Jacob. Damn it, Spaz had a quote and I didn't. Well, uh, hello, (laughs) everyone. (laughs) Now, we have been asked to keep this at an hour sharp, so uh, we're going to try and keep it an hour. Friends in the chat, if you remember that, don't don't remember to remind me. Uh, Jacob, you can also remind me. So, friends, today, uh, first, real quick, I want to apologize for not having a podcast for a couple weeks. I was just bone-tired the last couple of weeks, and um, I just did... It wouldn't have been fun for anyone if uh, if we did it when I was that tired. And I worry that's going to happen as I get older, but, you know, we'll see. But I apologize for not having um, uh, the podcast for a couple of weeks. Um, and sadly, uh, oh, God, sadly, we're not getting any chat, restream chat at all. Oh, no. Uh Friends, I guess if you want to chat, join the Discord, because right now the restream bot is not really working very well. It's uh, kind of working. working. It's kind of working. Kind of working. It's getting things from other sides, but it's not sending things from Discord to other sides. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, if if you are if you are in uh, our YouTube or Twitch, you can chat to each other. If you are only wanting to chat on Discord, switch over to YouTube or Twitch chat. Yeah, it's it's kind of rough. And uh, Discord is great. If you haven't joined our Discord, uh, it's uh, discord.spacegamejunkie.com. If you haven't joined our Discord, uh, we have a wonderful server with a lot of wonderful people because we filter out the bad people. We do that manually. And so uh, it's called moderation. I know. Unheard of. <laughs> I know. Shocking, actually, right? I, I know. What is this? The 90s? Is this a, is this a BBS? <laughs> what is this? Anyway. Oh, fuck's a BBS? A bulletin board system. Did you not have? Oh wait, you weren't. Okay, so a BBS was like a very early, uh, like a forum slash chat room that you actually had to dial in with a phone over a modem. Licensed games, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yes. So today yeah. our topic is licensed games because we had so much fun uh, a little while back talking about uh, Warhammer, uh-huh. and we've talked about Star Trek games. We've talked about. Star Wars games. So we thought, we thought, why not broaden the, the spectrum a bit and talk about licensed games? And wow, I didn't realize the just, consequences thereof. Yeah, I didn't realize just how many goddamn licensed games. I mean, I should have realized, but holy crap, you guys, there are so many licensed games. There are actual mountains. It's not even funny. It's it's ridiculous. So I thought we talked. Well, yeah, and, and the landfills worth uh, in in reference oh, to one. Oh, ET, right? Yes, ET. Yes. Spaz, if you're willing to elaborate, because I feel like this would be a good starter. Yeah, go yeah. Ahead. So on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, the licensed game for ET ended up being so bad that it effectively led to the first video game crash. Yeah. And uh, and mountains of ET cartridges were put into a landfill yeah. because it was so bad. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the game was terrible. I played it. It was horrendous. 
And oh yeah, it was I, very terrible. And I I blame I I blame the not the I don't blame the developer. He was given um six months. Yeah, ba- like, barely any time to yeah. work on that game. Yeah, he was given no time at all to because they had to come out with the movie's release. And licensed games weren't a big deal, weren't a big as big a thing back then. So no, no one really thought about lead time, I guess. So they gave him like six months to make the game, and basically what he made was a concept of a game, and that's what they released to stores, and it was so bad. There have been other licensed games that were released around that time. Yeah, but there are two factors. One. Developers weren't typically credited at that time, at that time in gaming, because the company took the credit. And so it wasn't until the mid 80s where you actually saw developers actually taking credit actively. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and so they had someone, they didn't have, have specific people they could blame, so to speak. <laughs> uh, but the other part of it was, <laughs> yeah. Licensed gaming was not really as big a thing as it would eventually balloon to become. And and it's it's funny how the Megaforce licensed game was better than E.T. Like that game was legitimately better than the E.T. game. Like like what happened there? Um, so, yeah, licensing has had a very sordid road. And I thought we'd start off with at least a positive and talk about maybe our favorite licensed games. And I want to start off by the game we're streaming because it's it's kind of cheap. It's Star Trek. I know. Um, but Klingon Academy is probably my favorite licensed game of all time because it just, it does, it, it takes something and does something a little different with the license. You're not in Starfleet, you know, it's not an adventure game, you know, uh, you're not playing Kirk or Picard or whatever. You know, it's it's very different from a lot of other Star Trek games, and I think that really sets it apart. Plus, it's a great game in general. Uh, so, for me, Star Trek Klingon Academy is definitely my personally favorite licensed game. Spaz, what about you? Oh, that's really tough. I know. Because there have been a lot of good ones over there. There have been a lot of very good ones. Do you want to come back to you, if, see if the others, uh, see if uh, Thorsten or... There is actually one that stands out for me. Okay. And... That would be Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. It's mm. a great use of the license. Yes. It uses some ships that are not officially canon, but that's it okay. It feels like an extension of the story. Yeah, yeah. And since the, the base campaign plays more like a prequel, you can do things that you wouldn't have been able to do from within the main shows, either of them. Yeah, it doesn't stand. It because doesn't. It doesn't stomp on all what already exists. Exactly. Yeah. No, well, it's cool, but it manages not to do that. Yeah. No. That's a really great choice. Is Battlestar Galactica Deadlock, folks? If you haven't played that one, by the way, get it next time it's on sale. It is so, so bloody good. I wish I could tell you to buy Kling, where you can buy Klingon Academy on sale, but <laughs> anyway, uh, Thorsten, <laughs> Neither that's, GOG, that's a different kind of licensing issue entirely. Oh God, I, yeah, uh, that's a different licensing. I had to go there. Show. I no, had that, to go there. That's I, a different show. Yeah, that's a different me. show. Oh my God, Thorsten, do you have a favorite um, licensed game? Well, uh, to be honest, I could only only name a uh, uh, Tie Fighter. 
seriously. Uh, oh, you know what? Because, I, oh, yeah. Because uh, most of the most of the licensed games uh, that came out of the uh, past two decades or so, uh, I didn't like the movies or or any other. Uh, 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 things they say were made from, and uh, honestly, that's that's the only one. The <laughs> only exception, the only exception, maybe the Mad Max game, the Fury Road game, which was nicely done. But mm. uh, that's that's really that's a really uh, an exception to uh, to 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 the rest. I really have no game. I I that that was that was a, a tough. Uh, uh, a tough uh, uh, preparation for me for this podcast no. because uh, I stood there and thought, "No, <laughs> I, I've got nothing." Uh, Shit. No. Uh, what I, about uh, Alien Isolation? Didn't you play that? I don't recall if you had. No, 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 I didn't play that. And oh, okay. I'm not such a great Alien fan that that I would like to play a, a game about it. No, Tie Fighter. Tie Fighter is a great choice because it almost makes you sympathetic to the Empire. That's how good it is. It almost, almost makes you sympathetic to a fascist, <laughs> to a fascist police state. What? Uh, okay, <laughs> I know you're just trying to maintain peace and order. That's all you're trying to do. <laughs> you're just following I orders. I keep you know. not making me say it's fast. That people, <laughs> that people just taking that joke away from me. <laughs> uh, Jacob, what about you? Do you have a favorite licensed game? Uh, if I had to pick one, I have I, I have a dumb answer that I because uh, <laughs> uh, because I have one game I spent I spent way too much time on when I was young. But I had another uh, game I spent way too much time on when I was younger that was act that was actually good. And since we're on the topic. Uh, Star Wars Empire at War. Mm. Good that's choice. Big being Star Wars. That's that's a very uh, that's a very good. Uh, that's also a very good. Well, the space stuff, especially the ground stuff. Eh, eh. I actually like the ground stuff. Really? I actually liked. I actually liked the like dual purpose, uh, like the dual purpose fights and the fact that you had to like manage actual logistics and uh, protect your ship, protect your transport ships in orbit, and potentially uh, and potentially have deal with that stuff and, until you didn't because the expansion kind of ruined it with a single mechanic but that's just me uh <laughs> though the expansion was good on pretty much all other fronts pretty enough but no empire at war i think is still one of the better licensed star wars games uh, it is still immensely playable right now and it is and it works well enough on modern systems and it has a pile of mods do i People, a lot of people say get the game to play mods. Don't because the mods are, are optimized. Uh, like all of the good ones, like uh, the Clone Wars mod, are optimized around you knowing really well how to play the game, and they in and they all jack up the AI difficulty by like six hundred percent. So if you join the game and then download a mod expecting to have fun, you will just suffer. Oh no, <laughs> because the game ex because the mods are all designed by people that are really good at the game. And is ba and balance the, uh, the their mods around people who are really good at the game because they they're the only ones holding out uh, uh, holding out uh, with the game for literal decades, not decades. This I think this game was like two, was it like two thousand eight Star Wars? So, yeah, roughly. Twelve. I thought it was, yeah, I thought, uh, I thought it was earlier than that. Empire oh, it might be two thousand six. So it's not. So it's not over. Uh, so it is over a decade, but not decades plural. It's still Works good, though. It's still a great game. Like it's oh, still, it totally holds up. Even the vanilla gameplay, I think, holds up quite well. 
Especially if you're definitely a Star Wars and fan, the yeah. Forces of Corruption, which you also get, uh, which I actually like got it got as a CD though. Of course, I've long lost it at this point. But uh, Forces of Corruption is also really good, adding uh, you know a third faction of the Zan Consortium, which is a weird thing to 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 like add to a the pi- uh, to the those, Star Wars game. Aren't those pirates? Aren't those like the organized crime? Yeah, yes, yes, but they like. They're basically the, the, an organized syndicate with a bunch of gimmicks, but they're and they're sort, kind of odd. Uh, but they're also they're really, but, but also they feel really fitting. And also that the, the their leader Tiber Zan is named after uh, is named after the writer for the Thrawn novels. Oh. And the big thing of the Thrawn trilogy, and the big thing uh, that Star Wars and Pirate War is, is kind of a compilation and love letter of like old, uh, well not. Not old, old, which is another topic, but sort of post prequel uh, expanded universe content, except actually the good stuff rather than the like force sensitive robots and uh, fighters that can blow up stars. And okay, Star Wars EU was a wild, was a wild time, and uh, it really was. Do an entire stream, uh, do an entire podcast about it. I, uh, I was really into it until they had that one thing that could destroy suns, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm, uh, I know exactly what you're on about. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm it was done the with size this. of a fighter and completely indestructible. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually just fan fiction with a price tag at that point. It actually just went into a it. It, to- it totally it tag. totally killed my momentum of reading licensed fiction. Like I, I I think I stopped reading licensed fiction entirely after that. <laughs> I don't blame you. It wasn't <laughs> so. I'm looking at these lists of video games based on movies. And I had a question, like, what do we think, like, which properties do we think were best or worst served by game, by licensed games? Like I'm thinking like, like DC has had like a very volatile, uh, relationship with licensed games where on the one hand you have like the Batman Arkham games, which are pretty good. And then on the other hand, you have Superman 64, which was a travesty. <laughs> Which, y- yes. But I, I, well, th- I think it's a greater point. When it comes to licensed games, because you have so many different developers getting the license, and some of them really knowing the material and working with that material, working well with the material, and then you have others who just want to cash grab. And that's uh, what they make. I would like to make a point. A lot of the time, licensed games work better if they're being licensed off of a specific setting and are expect and have an actually decent development cycle rather than being licensed to like what used to happen a lot more is they're being licensed to like match up to the release of a specific film or other piece of media. Like sure. Battlestar Galactica Deadlock and Battlestar Galactica Online both came out years after the actual uh, the actual series and Okay, online was good, then got worse. But Deadlock is absolutely great. But both are an ex- are basically licensed off of a setting that is belo- that is liked, but that had enough time to actually develop and was and because and paradoxically, because it's uh, <coughs> it's so far off. <coughs> My apologies, because it's so far off from uh, the actual release of the of of what it's based on. That means it's made by people who actually care. No, that's a good In general, point. that's the case. Yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> but I, I, 
I, I yeah, I just think of like some properties that have done really well by like Marvel. I think has done a little better by their licensed games. I think than DC, for example, like like even the arcade games, like the X Men arcade games, just fantastic. And um, and then there was that Wolverine game from a few years ago that was really freaking good. And the, oh, yeah, it was uh, like a fairly yeah, it was a fairly competent like. God of War-esque uh, slasher. Yeah, and-, and it was. And then the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games were all have all been great. Now, most um, people remember Wolverine primarily because at the time, a lot of PC players wanted to play God of War, and it was the next best thing. And again, pretty fun <laughs> on uh, as, as far as PC as far as like PC slashes go. I was honestly surprised at how much fun it was. Like I was really legit surprised by how much fun that was. But, uh, yeah, I have. A lot of experience personally with licensed games, though a lot of bad memories with them because uh, <laughs> I played a lot of them because they're usually like mid-shelf games that were fairly that were fairly cheap. Yeah, and uh, and dumb and dumb twelve-year-old me thought they uh, looked cool because they were based on a freaking existing IP. Uh, one of the big ones I remember playing was the tie-in game for James Cameron's Avatar, which. It was a, like it was strangely ambitious. Like I've actually looked into his development later. It was extremely ambitious. So I actually suspect it was it was supposed to become an MMO, and then it didn't. And it also feels this. It also feels ambitious, but unfinished because it has a very strong beginning, a like two pronged uh, story based on like a, based on a, based on an actual decision you have to make as a character at the beginning. Uh, a fairly dec- a fairly interesting like story structure, but also mediocre third person gameplay that uh, that is basically two separate games with similar mechanics, but both are kind of meh. <laughs> and towards the end, it just kind of peters out and stops making sense, and and also then sets up a sequel that well probably won't happen because the sequel to the film has it happened? I don't know. Uh, later this year, I think, right? Isn't yeah, Avatar- it's being worked on. I think I that think- I know. Later this year it's or, been or wor- next year? Yeah, I think it, it's been worked on and later this year for like the past decade. I've lost hope I, at this point. I but know. Regardless, I, I don't. I don't care either because when I saw Avatar, I'm like, I've seen this movie before. It was called Fern Gully, and it was way better. <laughs> it's it's Pocahontas on an alien planet. That's that too. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's. it's uh, it's literally uh. what it is, word for word. Oh my god! Uh, speaking of Marvel, yeah, um, yeah. One one developer that has made massive, massive moves in the licensed gaming space: Lego games. Oh, that's ah, a good point. That's and they have made some point. excellent, excellent games. I've, has there been a bad Lego game? What's the name? TT Traveler's Tales. Traveler's Tales. Traveler's Tales are now called TT. Um, but yeah. Has there been a bad Lego game from them? I can't. There have been a couple mediocre ones, especially after they switched to uh like stuff like Lord of the Rings games, after they switched to voice acting, but haven't fully figured out how to make that work. I thought the Lord of the Rings games they did, I heard they were excellent. That's what they I were heard. Good. Yeah, oh, but they, were, they, made but, a, they made a few blunders after that. But 
the last one that they released, which is technically a, a compilation, it's the Lego Skywalker Saga. Harvest. Yeah, so Skywalker Saga is excellent. Absolutely, it really yeah. is in a, t- a compilation, but like it's it is an actually it is actually a remake of all the stuff they've made they've made until now because yeah. it is a different game on a different engine. They did not reuse assets from any oh, of the old games, cool. as far as I'm aware. Oh, that's it is cool. actually a sequel. And and it's a sequel they've done before. There were this is this this Skywalker saga saga, but they've also done complete saga back in like 2013, which was basically the same thing, but pre pre sequel tr- trilogy, obviously. So they didn't have those yet. Uh, yeah, but- I, I called it a compilation only because I bought all the originals <laughs> as they were released, and then rebought them for this. So yeah, uh, I I say compilation only because of that. Uh, Fair enough, but that that's it is. A- it is distinctly a separate game with separate yeah. mechanics. Just yeah, in case but, someone gets the idea that it is just like a game pack of the old stuff. But those Lego folks have also done Batman games and DC games and Marvel games. Uh, and, yeah, I played and, the Batman Lego game. Also really good. Yeah, though they always have the same formula of having way too much stuff. <laughs> uh, lots of stuff to collect. Lots of collectibles. Lots. Of yes. Lots. But no, you're 100% right. What the game is difficult. You're right. Even like Harry Potter and Indiana Jones. You're right. They've done like freaking all the big ones, haven't they? In Lego. That's- yeah. Also, on on in reference to Marvel, there was Marvel's Avengers, which was uh, uh, unfortunately uh, kind of middling. Yeah, it's kind of middling. I've been playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance three on the Switch, and that is a far better game. Than the than the Marvel uh, Marvel's Avengers the Eidos one that they did uh, far better game. Um, though I'll tell you what the Miss Marvel show premieres today. We're, ta- we're we're dating ourselves. The Miss Marvel show premieres today, and that Marvel's Avengers games was my introduction to Miss Marvel, uh, Kamala Khan, and uh, I thought they did a great job by her at least. You know, I really fell in yeah. love with the character in that game. So. Um, so they did a good job there, at least. And the story's not bad, but the gameplay is just... Uh, <laughs> it's just not great. Um, but it's its not terrible. I don't want to say bad. It, it's just... It's just it, blah. It's just forgettable. It's, that's thats it's worse. Average. It's completely it, forgettable. It's so good, it's average. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, I think that's more of a crime for a game, is to be forgettable. You have really good and really bad. And then you have just not good enough to be memorable. Yeah. The big thing about licensing is they usually end up exactly that. There's a lot of trash sent out. Usually actually by Ubisoft and Activision. (laughs) Ubisoft, Activision, and Electronic Arts, for some reason, all dabbled in a lot of licensed games. I guess because they have the money for it, but they just, there was a time in like, from like 2001 to 2017 ish, where they just kept churning out stuff. Let's not forget Disney. Let's not forget Disney. Because uh, Disney as a as a license holder has a billion freaking games. <laughs> both sure. both internally, both developed by themselves and other people. Like yeah. Like a lot of people love that Aladdin game, you know. But then like did I mean, what about that Treasure Planet game that was great and went nowhere? You know? <laughs> They've got Oh yeah, the, uh, wasn't it? Wasn't that game strangely good? Like, 
concerningly good for it, what it for what its premise was. It's kind of like a kit baby's first Starfleet command. Yes, and it was actually quite good. <laughs> I mean, that is high praise. Yes, I'm, I mean, high praise. Yeah. I mean that as high praise. It is a really, really good game. <laughs> like, I mean, shockingly. So apparently, good. I mean, it is apparently looking at it developed by the people who made Homeworld Cataclysm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's not like these people didn't have pedigree, admittedly. They're now apparently Rockstar Vancouver, with, uh, with, uh, just checking right now, and they've actually went on to develop um, Max Payne 3, of all things. So it's not, huh. like the, it's not like this was some nobody developer. They did get eaten by Rockstar, unfortunately. But... Uh, yeah, Treasure Planet was developed by people that knew what they were doing with space games, paradoxically enough. God, I th- I'm looking at a list of movies based on uh, games based on movies here, and I think the funniest thing on this list is uh, Battleship. Based on oh, the. Yeah, it's. <laughs> based on the. Terrible <laughs> film. <laughs> terrible film. They made a game based on the film, and the film is based on the. Got a game. Got a game. On the board game from. <laughs> The 1930s? <laughs> I have no idea when Battleship was made, honestly. I have no idea when the original Battleship game was made. But I'm but 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 this list shocks me in in what they actually made into a video game. Like uh Casper. What? Why? Oh yeah, that was a thing. I I remember I had the CD for it and it didn't work. Unless that was a different castle, because I think there were multiple ones. Uh, yeah. Like, I just discovered recently there's a licensed game based on the TV British comedy Yes, Prime Minister from the 80s. Uh, I guess? Yeah. I, I, I am. And there's also a MASH video game that came out for the Atari 2600. Like, why? There's a Little Britain video game. I mean, I don't, some of these, I just don't understand. Like, I guess, I guess the simple thing is when something gets popular, try and make a video game out of it. But like, like there's two, do you know there's two iCarly games? What was it's, that? It's a Wait, what? thing, typically. It's a they what? try to time that, they try to time the release of the game to the release of the film so they can cash in on the merchandising of it. You guys, there's yeah. a mur- there's a murder she wrote game. Who? <laughs> murder yeah. she wrote. There's a murder she wrote. Yeah. It came out in I- 2009. What? I'm <laughs> sure I'd be far more offended if I knew what that was. It's a mystery series from the 80s starring Angela Lansbury. That was very popular for uh, many years. Yes. Also, hilariously enough. According to the list you've posted, the earliest licensed game to ever come out, at least licensed based on a film, is Star Trek Phaser Strike, based on the Star Trek The Motion Picture. So, uh, I guess we know what franchise we have to thank for all this. What? Oh my God, you're right. I, I love. I, I love how you can sort. Um, in Wikipedia, we're looking at lists on Wikipedia. I love how you can sort by ta- by. By table header. So yeah, you're absolutely right. 1979. Oh my lord. Oh, I remember that game. Oh my god, I played that. 
Uh, yeah, they they eventually re-released it on the Vectrex, if you remember what that is. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, look at that. It really started taking yeah, that, off in the 80s, though. That reminds me, though. There yeah. are some licensed games that are way better than they probably have any right to be. The Riddick game, uh, for example. Okay, yes. well, Iron Sky Invasion. Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah, that game was better. What, like... Uh, it, it it's better than the movie. It's actually really well, fun. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. I kind of like Iron Sky as a very bad and tacky and tacky shock comedy with concerningly good space uh, with concerningly good CGI and space fights. Like someone massively overpaid. <laughs> like whoever designed the ships in that was massively overqualified. Right. Yeah, but Iron Sky Invasion. It's a decent game for what it is. Even though it's tied into that license, it's better than it has any right to be. Oh, absolutely. God, yeah. Um, Good. And it also had the upside of existing at a time where what was a space game? 2012. This is pre-elite. Uh, yeah. Pre-elite dangerous. Pre- yeah, there really wasn't everything. There really wasn't much else out at the time. So that did, I'm sure that did help a bit. Um, because, uh, yeah, that was a dark time till about 2013. There was a Howard the Duck video game. Oh my fucking Christ. Sorry. Of course. <laughs> Sorry about my language. I can't believe there's a Howard the Duck video game and a Hudson Hawk video game. Dear Lord, people, <laughs> what are you doing? I feel like if we look long enough, we'll find a, we'll find a video game for every film released in the past 30 years. And I don't <sighs> think we want to do that. It's, it's, the, it, wait. It's bad. It's it's bad, dude. It's really, really what the hell do you mean? What the hell do you mean there was a godfather? No, okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. Actually, apparently that we wasn't are, a bad game. Apparently that wasn't a bad the Godfather game. We are not talking about Connect Star Wars. <laughs> we are not talking about Connect Star Wars. The end but I'll tell you the end song for the podcast is from Connect Star Wars. <laughs> what? Yeah, the the little the little blurb I put at the end um is from the Han Solo song in uh Star War in uh, Star Wars Connect. <laughs> Cuz I thought it was so terrible and great I had to use it. <laughs> I sure. It's it's my artistic choice. Oh my god, how many Jurassic Park <laughs> games are there? Uh, there were a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Going all the way back to the NES. And apparently there were some recent ones that were okay. There was a 2011 one by Telltale that was bad. And I think there was a recent, like, Jurassic World game that was better. Oh, it's funny. Um, Apparently there was a Mad Max game in 1990. Because Thorsten brought up the 2015 one, but apparently there was one in 1990. Okay, no, hold on. Stop Stop the presses. There was a Sharknado video game in 2014. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Apparently it was garbage. Record scratch, Sharknado the video game. <laughs> We're not talking about this now. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Other Ocean, who the hell is Under Ocean Interactive? It's an endless runner. It was for iOS. Of course it was for iOS. <laughs> of course it was. Critical reception for Sharknado the video game has been predominantly negative. 
Wow. <laughs> it what is actually just like a budget temple run. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's an endless like runner. It. That's all it is. This this also this is also how I learned right now that there was a Sharknado sequel in 2014. There have been uh what? for the five movie? movies? Yeah, there, there have been, been five movies. Yeah, there have been several Sharknado movies. I'm sorry to tell you. Uh, my, been... my life is now ever so slightly worse for knowing that, but yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it definitely changes the way you look at the world when you realize there have been multiple Sharknado movies. You're like, oh, maybe a giant asteroid wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> you know, maybe, we had a, maybe we had a decent run, but, you know, maybe it's time to give it to someone else. <laughs> give someone else. Hey, on, on the other hand, there was Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the game, which was awesome. Which so was there have been by, great licensed games out there. No, no which of course was there awesome by doing course. by doing the things that all licensed games should do. It that is having nothing to do with the source material. Wasn't it more with uh, in line with the comics than the movie? The Scott yeah. Yes, yeah. And also, it was a beat 'em up with minimal story. Yeah, I keep meaning to get it for the Switch. I keep hearing how good it is. It's really good, and yeah, the re-release is. Uh, the reason why it was taken off of stores originally was because they lost the license and then they got it back to, to re-release it. So, yeah. Thank God. It's just, it's just like, I, I just don't understand why people think something's a little popular. Let's make a video game out of it. And so many of them just aren't very good, but I guess it's another way to try and drum up uh hype for a property, I guess. Um, well, uh, consider they they made uh, they made games based off of Street Fighter the movie. One was an arcade game. One was a console. Wait, game. wait, wait a minute. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Uh-huh. Wait. So, yes. so, 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 wait. Um. Oh no, I see it. I see it now. So, okay. So, they made the, the Street Fighter the game, and then they made a movie based on the, the game, and then they made a game based on the... Yes. <sighs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. <laughs> yes. I, I mean... Oh, God. It remi- yeah, thanks for reminding me of the Street Fighter film, which had one good thing about it. Was that Raul Julia? Raul Julia, yeah. Raul Julia is M. Bison, yes. You know what killed me? There are a couple games that killed me for licensed games for a long time. In um, what way? Well, uh, I I tried them and I played them and I hated them so much that I didn't play licensed games for years after that. The first one was um, The Hunt for Red October. Uh, that original like 1986 video game was freaking horrendous and it was, it was so bad. And then I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, Oh, it's a new star Trek game out. And it was star Trek five. And I had played star Trek games before that, but star Trek five, like the film was absolutely garbage. Just, just so, so, so bad. So I didn't touch a licensed game for three, four, five years after that. Hmm. Yeah, like not for years after that, because I'm like, these games, that's why I didn't play Red Storm Rising. 
back in the day, even though it's a freaking amazing game. I'm like, oh God, Hunt for October was so bad. Why would I play this? <laughs> I think it was playing RoboCop on a friend's Nintendo or Super Nintendo and really enjoying it. I was like, oh, okay, maybe this isn't terrible. And uh, there were some good arcade games that came out in the 90s, like the Simpsons arcade game was excellent. And or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. I was one. just about to bring up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, which is phenomenal. And the X-Men arcade game, which is also excellent. Those, those four-player yeah. co-op brawlers that were just fantastic. It's it's really those arcade games that kind of like okay maybe licensed games aren't so bad, <laughs> but it took a while because my God it's such a it's such a I would say would you guys say there's more bad than good in licensed gaming would you guys would you guys say it leans more toward the there's more shit uh, that's hard to say. Kind of in the same way. It's a bell curve thing. Most of the stuff to come out of anywhere is going to be mediocre. You're going to get not a lot of good stuff and not a lot of absolutely horrendous stuff. So it's a bit, that's how humans tend, tend to trend towards. So by what metric of, by what metric of bad uh, is, I think, the question. Maybe lazy. Because I've played some licensed games that are just insanely lazy. I I guess, but also I feel like uh, there's a lot of lazy games in general, but licensed yeah. games are just the more glorious because they are easier to spot. Because inherently a license is like a self-marketing thing, uh, which then results... Uh, which uh, then means people will have there are a lot more eyes on what will otherwise be completely unmentioned. Yeah, that's true. Well, there's a lot of mediocrity. In, there's a lot of mediocrity in any industry, but most of it is just forgotten about because I would say with it, when it comes to certain licensed games, like the ones that got put out by LGN during the '80s and early '90s. Many of them were licensed just to be a cash grab, and they weren't necessarily developed by people who any, knew anything about the license. And so you end up with things like Back to the Future 1 and 2 and Back to the Future 3, which look nothing reminiscent of the movies they're based on. It's just bad. Just very, very bad. On the other hand... You have so many great games that because they're in license that that people know and the people working on it were really invested in making a good game rather than just a tie-in. You end up with things like, say, uh, the TIE Fighter games. Um, you end up with things like Empire at War. You end up with things like... Uh, Starfleet Command 1 and 2, where yes, they're they're sort of based on track and based more on the the uh, Starfleet Command board game rather than the Trekkie universe as a, as a whole. But they're good games in their own right. Yeah, those are probably the best licensed games. Um, honestly. 
is the ones that don't just follow a film or a TV show, but like take inspiration from the universe. Like Battlestar Galactica Deadlock does. Yes. And, and those seem a lot fewer and farther between, I guess probably cause it's harder to do, you know, it's much easier to follow a specific script. You know, then, uh, then, uh, sorry. Or you could do what uh, the Super Robot Wars games have been doing for for the last couple of years or decades, even, and using a whole bunch of licensed properties, getting those uh, those people to give the rights over to to be used, of course, and then mashing up all these different mecha games to or mecha series into one game. Wait, what? And what is this? What is this? The Super Robot Wars games, which are based off of. Uh, well, the most recent one is Super Robot Wars 30. <laughs> 30? And it's because it's the 30th game, game in the series. Wait, is it actually the 30th game in this? Yes. Wow. Yeah, there have been a lot of those. There have been. But but every game has used licensed, uh, licensed mecha from various anime and movies and put them all together into one mashed up story. But they make an original story to go along with that. And then tie it all together. Well, it's it's an overarching story that ties it all together. This looks insane. I'm looking at the Steam page for Super Robot. It's great Robot. stuff. It it's great stuff. It re- it's really, really good. My lord. <laughs> looks, this looks insane. In a good way. I'm not saying it's a bad way. Oh yeah, it's it says the series that it 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 says the series at the bottom of the Steam page. It says which series it pulls from this super. It, robot it pulls Wars even thing. the series in in as a whole has pulled from a lot of rather obscure anime as well. So there's some of the stuff that's really well known, and then there's other stuff that even even I haven't heard of before, and I usually would know these kinds of things. Yeah, like even I've heard of Gundam, you know, but. What the hell is Brave Police J Decker? I have no idea, but that's apparently in there. <laughs> it right, is exactly. Primarily, that's- I mean, obviously, it's, there's a lot of stuff that is is big in is big in Japan, pun retroactively intended. All sure. that, um, all that is you know known massively by by Mecha fans, myself included, but anyone outside is just utterly confused by it. Like they have some big names in there. Obviously, yeah. there's the inevitable like one or two Gundam franchises per game, but there's also and stuff like Code Geass, the big one. But okay, I'm not gonna start do, start doing a mecha rant because we have 15 minutes of thing of of uh, stream <laughs> left, and I won't be done for the next hour. That could be another topic for another day. You know, mecha that would games. just be me talking, talking about uh, talking about it uh, for an hour about giant robots. Yeah, that, which that, would, that would be that would do. be just Jacob and me riffing on each on each other's uh, <laughs> that, knowledge. I would power. gladly do that, but I'd rather we save that for, for when we're out of topics because we got we don't want oh we don't want three uh, like uh, uh, sorry like sixty percent of the podcast crew to just not be able to contribute to the conversation. Uh, well, it's going to happen sometimes. I mean, we don't all know something about everything, so we can't, I mean. Works for me. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind covering that as a topic at some point. That sounds like it could be fun, and I I feel like I'd learn something. That's the thing. I feel like I would learn something from you two. 
So we can do that another time. I'll add it to the, add it to the potential list here. Um, so what was, I, I guess, cause we have a, about 15 minutes left. We could start another, I'll ask another question. What is everyone's worst experience with a licensed game? Like you're excited about the game, you get it home, you turn it on or whatever. And you're like, God, this is garbage. Like, what 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 was everyone what was anyone's worst experience with a licensed game? Baz, I can start I'll start with you if you have one in mind. Ooh, that is tough. Uh I actually have played Superman 64. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's a that's a little bit too easy of a gimme though. So I I would go by almost anything made by LGN. Because yeah, you LJN, brought them up earlier. Yeah, you brought them up earlier. Yeah. That's not a yeah. massive, like, that's not a much higher hanging fruit, but okay. So LJN, well, let's see. Because they made so many games, LJN made so many games that I actually like the properties for. You know, like Back to the Future. Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm they Street is ma- another one. Yeah. yeah they I- even made a game console. It was bad. Wait, they it made was a very bad. They made a console. Yes. Uh, okay. Console is a strong word. It was a box with a bad drawing program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair. That's very fair. I can send you a video later on it, but uh, yeah, carry on. Let's see. Got. Well, I don't know what gotcha the spirit is. I don't know what that is. Jaw. Uh, they did a Jaws video game. Sure. Karate Kid. The Jaws video game was on NES. Uh, you you used your boat and you traveled around hunting for sharks. Yes, sharks, plural, because... Wait, you know. wait. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> hang, hang on I'm a not second. kidding. Hang, hang on a second. There, I mean, it's Jaws, not Jaws's. It's, <laughs> it, it's, wait a minute. There was one. <laughs> okay. Oh boy! Yeah, and then oh. eventually you had oh, to no. you had to fight the boss. Wait, John. Wait, yes. Wait. <laughs> wait I, I wish I was kidding. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Yeah, yes. You, if you hunted enough sharks, eventually you'd what? be able to get to the end of the story where you actually hunted Jaws. What? <laughs> because apparently there were so many sharks in the area. <laughs> That, that, that there was like a freaking cue to beat you up or something. Uh, I don't get it. Oh, okay. Oh, oh I boy. wish I was joking. Oh, oh. that sounds so, terrible. Okay. Okay. Uh, Thorsten, do you have like a, a particular license game that you have a, a particularly bad memory of? Um, tough one. Nope. Since I don't blame uh, many of them, I don't really have one. You're probably spared. You're probably smart that way, honestly. <laughs> I mean, the only winning move is not to play. Yeah, I mean, you you clearly you clearly miss treasures like the Wayne's World video game, or uh, or uh, or God, or, or what's another terrible one here? How many Top Gun games are there? Holy crap! Uh, oh, oh there was one. There was one from from Spectrum Holobyte or two even uh, that were pretty good, actually. And the original Top Gun game from Ocean Software uh, back in 1987 or something uh, was pretty good too, either. Yeah, the one on the NES uh, featured you 
going up against uh, quote-unquote Russian pilots, including with names including, um, what was it, Stalin for Timesky. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that was an actual pilot name. No. Yes. Yeah. I, I <laughs> do not. <laughs> Can you both love and hate a thing? Because that's how I yes. feel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for If I ever have a child. <laughs> Sorry, honey. I already have a name in mind. What if it's a girl? Oh, Don't no. care. Don't care. That's a, that's gonna be their name. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so. Uh, Sorry, uh, Jacob. Do you have one in mind? Like, like your most disappointing. Uh, most disappointing. I have a maybe not a clear one, but uh, anyone remember when EA released the Battlefront remake? Battlefront remake. Um, well, was the new Battlefront. The new game. Battlefront, like yeah. the, re- the rebooted yeah. Battlefront. Yes, the first one. The second one was okay, but the first one was. I played it. I played a lot of Battlefront 1 in my Battlefront, uh, the original Battlefront earlier, as well as less so of Battlefront 2, mostly on the PSP, actually, but that's besides the point. Uh, but, uh, how, do I, how do I put this bluntly? Uh, it, it was the most disappointing because it was, you know, Battlefront, and also it just ended up being staggeringly me- mediocre. It wasn't, like, offensively bad. It was just underwhelming. So, I, I, don't, I know, not very interesting, but I... I kind of quit out of licensed games while it was a good idea, <laughs> which is at any time, by the way. Uh, but uh, I just kind of gave up on licensed games as well. And there also have been far, few, far fewer licensed games in general uh, recently. Yeah, they, they, it, it, been, it feels like they've slowed down, down a bit. Yeah, it feels like they've slowed down a bit. Like... Uh, like it, because games are no longer in the weird phase where they're trying to be like films, and also the easy way to do that was just to emulate films. Uh, they've moved on to actual somewhat in the. They're actually now a somewhat independent industry now, and the and the big wigs at uh, Activision and EA have enough of a standing in it in the industry that they can just make and hold on to their own IPs. Yeah, like if you if you look at this list of video games based on films and you sort it by year. The eighties, nineties, and two thousands, and and two thousands had a lot more licensed games than say the last decade, which things things seem to really slow down. Which is probably a good thing. Probably, I mean, we're all, we're always going to get some. I think for me, uh, my, my most disappointed, the game I was most disappointed in was probably it's another Star Wars game. Um, uh, Masters of Terra Kai, I believe. Terra Kasi. Yeah. Terra Kasi. Wasn't that? Like yeah, that one was. Te- it was a fighting game, and it was terrible. Yeah, I like fight. I liked fighting games at the time. I played some Street Fighter, and Darkstalkers was my absolute favorite. So I played a lot of Darkstalkers back then, and um, sort of like, oh look, a Star Wars fighting game. That'll be fun. No. no. <laughs> uh. Uh. I mean, I could mention Star Star Trek New Worlds, which was an RT, a ground based RTS based in in uh, well, they had the license to use a few of the ships from 
from the original series era, but they didn't have the license for anything else. So pretty much all the other assets had to be created. Oh, wait, what was that again? I just banned someone from the server. What was that again? (laughs) That was uh, Star Trek New Worlds. Star Trek. Oh, was, was that the RTS one? The the the, the one of the yeah. worst. Yeah, it was one of the. It's it was one of the worst. Yeah, yeah, and and it <laughs> it was severely buggy. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Ships, the ships that appeared could appear as buildings because they'd have to land, and then they became a building that you'd use to <sighs> build or ground units. Wait, well, remind me, what game was that? Star Trek: Star New Trek Worlds. New Worlds. They tried to oh, make a. Yeah. They tried to make a StarCraft style um, oh, RTS I know, the one where out of Star they Trek. Tried, where they like tried to make Empire at war, but worse. It didn't even no, have, no, it didn't didn't even even have a have space, the- space element. It didn't have any space element. No. It was all ground. So you saw shuttlecraft skirting around the ground like cars and, and, and little birds of prey. Like it was just. Uh, it was insulting. I it, know. it really was. It, it really was. Yeah. It, it's it's one of like, like Star Trek is as a, as a franchise is. As, it's I, had some odd games, it, some, yeah. some bad games, and some mediocre games. I, I appreciate good ones too. Yeah, I appreciate that they try and dip their toe into a lot of things. Like Away Team wasn't terrible. Wasn't great. Away Team was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, it was really all right. Like, like, does Star Trek need a Commando style game? No, but I mean, if you're gonna do it, you know, that was a pretty decent one. Uh, but Star Trek is mostly about spaceships, people. <laughs> it's like if you have a game that isn't about spaceships, why? <laughs> I, I don't. Anyway, I think um, that was the worst use of spaceships within Trek games. Because oh, New Worlds? they literally just landed and became a building. Yeah, New Worlds. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. Or a like, unit. Yeah, or 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 yeah, because you had shuttlecraft that can go into space, but they didn't in that game. It's like what? Why? Um. Yeah. So. So that that is a that is a really good one. <laughs> that is a really good one. Well, we're approaching an hour, so it sounds like it's time to wrap up. Um. Because if I ask another question, we might go over time. So we're going to start wrapping up, friends. Uh, Next week on the show, we're going to have a guest. We're going to welcome back the folks behind Interstellar Space Genesis. They have a new expansion out called Evolving Empires, which uh, looks amazing. It actually not only adds more stuff to the game, but also fleshes out the stuff that's already there by adding, like, evolutionary perks and things. So... Uh, they're they're making just a great game even better with every expansion. So uh, really excited to have them back uh, next week. And then tomorrow we're going to do our last Aces Over Europe stream. Um, so that'll be fun because that game's been a good time. So that's going to do it for this week, my friends. Uh, very fun chat. Uh, very, uh, sorry we the chat wasn't as great as it could have been because the bot is broken but i appreciate all of you hanging out in the chat uh-huh. it was a good chat we're gonna try and get that fixed and i guess with that we will see you next time uh have a safe and great day everyone be safe be well please take care of each other and above all else please for the love of god get vaccinated i shouldn't have to say this i really shouldn't but i'm gonna until everyone does <laughs> but uh yeah we'll see you uh, we'll see you next time folks bye-bye everyone